1: Welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy with your host, Lori Watson, sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again, and my co-host, Dr. Adam Matthews, couple therapist, young and handsome Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Matthews.
2: I don't know if I'd say that. We're, with a beard
1: tonight. With a beard, yeah. You've been camping. have been camping. What? Tell me about that. And you grow a beard? Yeah, I mean, Does your wife what, like that?
2: That's what guys do. Um, okay. She likes it more now that <laughs> <laughs> than she used then to. It then when it was
1: scruffy. Than when
2: it was scruffy. Yeah. But yeah, you go away camping, come back with a beard. Yeah. Simple, easy. Manly. Manly. You're manly, manly.
1: Experience. Okay,
2: good. Yeah, so today, I think we're talking about attraction, yes? Yes. We've gotten actually several emails about this, about what to do when attraction just isn't there anymore. And which is such a difficult thing because attraction feels so, um, what's the word I want to use? Maybe base, essential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a priority, like a foundational relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And attraction is so quick too, Mm -hmm. right? Like we judge it maybe in a tenth of a second when Uh we are we know we're attracted to like it's just it's just and it feels very automatic right and so when that maybe goes or that doesn't feel as automatic as it used to we call a lot of things into question right we call Mm like is that the ball game yeah is that is that everything and i know i've lost my attraction
1: does that mean that's it
2: that's all and so we should just walk away because we're no longer attracted to each other Mm -hmm. right but what would you say to that would you say? That's true? Do they just no, end it because they're not, a, not attracted to each other? I right would one? say
1: if, if the couple was attracted to each other in the beginning, yeah. that losing attraction is actually an emotional, psychological defense mm. against closeness. Okay, That it's a way we stay distant, that mm. it's a psychological setup in our brains. I mean, because people who were once attracted, let's say there's nothing major that changes. Mm. You know, your partner doesn't gain 100 pounds. You no, know, right. but they just, you know, it's sort of normal aging, normal wear and tear. Right. And suddenly you find you're not attracted. I mean, many, many, many times it's more about actually, though we talk about wanting to be close and intimate, I think we also all have a fear of being too intimate, of mm. being consumed and subsumed by the relationship.
2: Is that a fear of being vulnerable?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. We want closeness, we want separateness, we want to be intimate, we want our autonomy, and we have needs and fear of both. Mm. You know, too much intimacy, um, we're vulnerable, like you yeah. said. I mean, our partner could stop loving us, they could die, they could love someone else. I mean, it's very yeah. fearful, and especially to hold sexual desire for the long haul. To feel desire is I think such a primitive vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, and so not being attracted to your partner is a way to defend against that. Okay. To defend against, I don't, against, I don't need you. So it's you a, a safety yeah.
2: mechanism, it's it, a defense it, mechanism. Yeah,
1: I think, I think a lot of times I see couples who, especially the couple who nothing's changed, and suddenly what's changed in their heads are their attraction.
2: Mm-hmm. So is that is that a real thing? Is that a real thing that they're experiencing, or is it? Is it a false positive, so to speak?
1: I mean, I think it feels very real. But is it true? Yeah. I I don't know that it has to be true. I think Mm. that they they can experience and feel subjectively attracted to their partner again if they will deeply examine the dynamics of what's happening in their heart and what's happening between them and their partner.
2: So this is what we would call just couple work, repair work in the relationship. Yes. and working on not that emotional connection
1: therapy. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's, that's what i was going to say is that leans away from what we might think of as traditional talking about sex and exactly uh, you know it's not procedure not like, well, it's not you know. it's not you know style or mm-hmm. preference yeah. it's it's this more relational work, I you think work. Right. do you think that attraction fluctuates over time with all couples like do you think that like as, as relationships go on that most couples could expect to feel some wane and attraction every now and again? Is that just a part and of the relationship? I
1: mean, you know, right, we're all in love with youth and beauty and fitness, and, mm. you know, we all age. Yeah. I mean, I think if if we're not overly narcissistic, yeah. you know, we can accept the changes in our partner. I mean, I think that the scary thing is is when the changes in our partner, right, like Dorian Gray, they're reflecting the fact that we're aging and we're yeah. changing, and that becomes unacceptable. And yeah. so then we reject our partner, we're not attracted to them because, you know, being with a person our age or whatever means we're that age. Yeah. I remember when I was my kids were in junior high and I looked around in the, in the meeting room and I'm like, Who invited all the grown ups? <laughs> you know, it's like who are <laughs> these <right>. old people? <laughs> you know, I mean I just couldn't see myself as their age. I, yeah. I didn't. And now of course, you know, much older than that
2: that that just speaks to me is that we just need to accept reality right Mm -hmm. that there's just an acceptance that needs to happen that we're i mean let's just put out there we're all going to age we're all going to get older things are going to droop things are going to sag things are going to get you know wrinkly like there's just it's going to happen Uh right and so we're not going to are at some point Partner is not going to look the same way as they did when we first started our relationship, and
1: I think though some people feel so depressed about that, they feel so anxious about that. I mean, I think especially men that I talk to, they're so afraid of this sense of what if I lose attraction to her. Mm. I know that you know, I'm on this radio show, and you know, one of the hosts just I, I don't know if this is true or not, but kind of the act that he plays is, you know, he needs his wife to be fit and taught, and, mm. you know, she's got to not gain an ounce, and she's, you know, because men, all men just lose attraction if, you know, if their wife isn't fit and young anymore.
2: He sounds like a stand-up guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a stand-up guy, for sure. Well, he's a stand-up comedian, for sure. Oh, there you go, okay. Yeah, Um, but I I think that there is, don't you think, though, that when you talk to your male patients, a lot of them are fearful about this what you said.
2: It's what if, yeah.
1: what if I or I am losing attraction.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, that that is pretty common, especially when you know when they have first have kids or when they've had multiple kids or um, just over time, there may be a lot of other issues that have gone on, a lot, a lot of other life stress that's just been placed on the the couple or one or more of the individuals, where you know things happen. Life gets stressful. You don't go to the gym as often. Right. You know, you start to become less active. Um, You age at the same time as that inactivity starts to Mm -hmm. stress. You spend more time at the office or at the job because you have bills to pay. Um, Speaking of not going to the gym
1: as often, I remember when I was a young married that... You know, before I got married, I sort of had my routine. I was single, and mm-hmm. I could eat whenever I wanted to. And yeah. often after work, I'd go straight to the gym, and I I wouldn't even think about dinner. Mm. And then when I got married, I thought, you know, you have to have dinner time. I mean, I was making like five course meals. Yeah. I had I still have those menus yeah. from when I was first married. It was like that's what I thought you did when you were married. You you ate all I guess you ate all this food, and you know, and I just remember this sense of I had to rush home, you know, my, my own sense of my role and what it took to create a home and a marriage was a lot more time. And I voluntarily gave up some of my autonomy, you know, and that included some of my gym time. And, you know, I did gain a little weight and it's like looking back, I think, why didn't I just like keep doing what I was doing? I think it would have been fine, but it was in my own head that I needed to spend more time at home and. Doing all this stuff to make yeah. us a family versus having that autonomy.
2: So what you're saying there, there too, is that there is a place for taking care of yourself. Yeah, there really yeah. is. There's a place in that relationship, and that's that is on each of us as individuals, though, mm-hmm. to really find time to not give up our autonomy, to not give up our pouring into ourselves. Self care, self care is what that really sounds like, would you? Yeah, say I that's think true? so too.
1: And I, I mean, I think you know, I mean, my husband would love it. If I wore yoga pants every weekend, every single weekend. But I know one guy, a patient, who, who, like, with real disdain says, You know, and my wife, she, like, wears yoga pants on the weekend as if she doesn't, you know, she doesn't dress up and do up for him. I mean, my husband's serious. If you're more comfortable, there's going to be more sex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so whatever makes you feel comfortable, wear that. But I mean, I think some people, and it's not just men, you know, they want their partner to look nice. Some of the time, maybe not wear those dirty sweats and, Mm -hmm. you know, take a shower after you go to the gym on Saturday so that you smell good.
2: Yeah, but that's really we're really talking about a balance, though, there, right, between real life, what does real life look like? Mm -hmm. What does real partnership, long-term partnership look like? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always look like whatever we put it up in our mind of getting dolled up to do laundry on a Saturday night, you know, but there is some personal effort into it, personal intentionality behind taking care of yourself and doing that, even if it's not going to always prevent changes from happening. That's right. I mean, there's, there's some reality that has to be,
1: you know, and some, some women come out of childbirth, you know, they have no stretch marks and they're to be envied, you know, and Mm. their weight is just perfect afterwards and they Mm. bounce back. And, you know, I, I know one really beautiful young woman recently who had a child you know, and she gained just a little bit of weight. It wasn't, but, you know, she she was definitely heavier and, you know, just very carefully with walking yeah. and eating sensibly. She lost all the weight. She just looked fantastic. And what was marked to me was mm-hmm. her lack of stress over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I see so many young women who are so uptight about that yeah. and so anxious about it that their anxiety probably drives them to eat more. Yeah. Yeah, and this young woman, she just took it all in stride. It was so lovely, and I thought, oh, if only other young women could be that relaxed about the yeah. whole process and the changes of their body and their husbands be that relaxed. Yeah. It would be wonderful.
2: And I think sometimes, Laurie, you want to be careful too because a lot of times we put that on the woman in the relationship. Oh yeah. Right? That it's her job to remain physically fit and active and, and not you get to like have
1: a big bear belly. I
2: was about to I was just about to say Nobody finds your beer belly attractive.
1: And like, you know so many men, I would say who come in and they they will be out of shape and they will actually criticize their wives mm-hmm. you know for minor you know out of shapeness or something. and I'm thinking, wow, that that is a crazy form of narcissism right that says I can look any way I want, but you better look hot,
2: yeah And,
1: and, and that's just
2: and that's what we're that's what we're talking about there is that there's a personal ownership to that that says, I'm going to take care of me. I'm Mm -hmm. going to take care of doing what I can within reason to work on how I look and what I, you know, putting effort into it. And like, we're not just because we got committed or got married that we're not just going to give up on that part of our relationship. Yeah. We're not just going to let ourselves go. (laughs) I heard a pastor
1: say once that when people get married, the women hope that they can change their husbands and the husbands hope that their wives never change,
2: Uh, you know? Yeah.
1: And maybe it's, some of the physical stuff as well
2: yeah and so do do you
1: think there's a difference about what women want in their male partner and what men want in their female partner in terms of staying fit and together like is there is the expectation different these days
2: i don't know i don't i think it might be changing a little bit i don't know what you've seen i've seen more couples that are kind of trying to match each other in that area which is something that i think we would be a tip that we can talk about later on but Mm -hmm. I think when we talk about attractiveness, that I think at the core of it, it is somebody that is taking care of themselves, yeah. right, and that is like putting effort into caring for themselves. I mean, I think it goes beyond just the gym, you know, putting effort into how they how they dress, that they care about. I think for both men and women, like they, there's care there that's that's going in that you're not not just throwing on the sweats to go out on a date, mm-hmm. you know, that you're but still putting I, effort into, I, into attractiveness too. But do you see, do you feel like there's differences there? You know,
1: I don't know for everybody, but I mean, my husband is really fit right now. Mm-hmm. He's a swimmer. He lifts weights. He's hot. I mean, really hot. Yeah. And, but he is more hot now than he was the day I married him mm-hmm. by a long shot. But I have always been attracted to him. I mean, in times when he was heavy, I was attracted to him then. I mean, he did have a little belly. And, and I was really attracted to him. I just, I think for me, attraction is different and chemistry is different than just what I'm seeing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was about who he was and, you know, I mean.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
2: Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. He's great in many ways. He's
1: really great. And I, I just think I felt that. I mean, I would have never said... When he was out of shape, you know, oh, you know, I think you should get into shape, and I'll feel more attracted to you. I definitely wanted him, and I definitely wanted sex. Yeah. Now, when I look at him, I'm just like, gee, man. I mean, just, I mean, I really feel more way to go, visual. Yeah. yeah. Way to go.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I really do feel that visual pull, but it wasn't like it was missing for me. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that that would be more typically female. I think for men. They might really miss, because they're more visual, they might really miss the, the physical makeup of a woman when she maybe loses shape, but I don't think that it was for me that way.
2: Well, let's come back after the break and talk. maybe talk more about that emotional piece because I think there's a lot to explore there because we, we definitely don't want to make attraction out to be just all about the physical because that feels like maybe the trap that a lot of people fall in mm-hmm. that gets really dangerous and yeah. gets really where they're feeling like there's there's no hope coming back from it. so maybe let's what do you think come back from the break and talk about that
1: sounds great okay you're listening to foreplay radio sex therapy we're talking about attraction today with your host Lori watson and co-host dr adam matthews we'll be right back
0: Wanting Sex Again How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson
1: Technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy.
0: Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori Watson. Awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible.
1: okay we're back with foreplay radio sex therapy with your host lori watson sex therapist and co-host dr adam matthews couple of therapists and we're talking today about attraction
2: yeah and just such a like we said in the beginning just so pivotal so it feels so foundational to our relationships right because a lot of times that's the first thing that kind of drew us in to the relationship sure. in the first place right
1: sure i think we i mean there's scientific evidence right we we size up the curve of the body, mm-hmm. the molecule arrangement of the face, and we know instantly whether or not we're attracted to that person or not. Yeah.
2: So when it starts to wane, and as we've been talking about, happens in relationships, especially long term. Does it like happen in
1: 15 minutes, though? I mean, it could, yeah. I mean, sure. are we like perfect for 15 minutes in our life and then yeah. we're not, you know?
2: <laughs> and I think that if we really start to kind of break it apart, which, like, the, what you, exactly what you're saying, that it, in 15 seconds, it's the reason why we date. We mm-hmm. date to make sure that there's more to this attraction than just the physical, yeah. right? Because if that was the case, then who knows, right. who knows where that would lead, right? right? We'd be breaking up and partnering all over the place like long-term relationships would have no hope. Yeah, right?
1: I, I talked to these young people. They were in their 20s. And one of them was like, look it, I want a really super attractive woman. Mm. I mean, I want a unicorn. I just, yeah. He's like, I just confess, I'm just looking for the unicorn. You know, she's got to be super, super hot. And one of my sons was like, oh, yeah, she's got to be super, super hot. And he, he was my younger one. And, and I'm like, okay, well, what happens, though, if you marry this super, super hot woman and, you know, it's 20 years later? And she's gained a few pounds and she's got a few wrinkles and her hair is not as hot. And, you know, yeah. what do you feel then? What do you do? And I, I think the one guy, there was a woman there, a young woman, who said, I think I'd kill myself
2: oh my goodness i
1: know i mean it was this real dread reaction to losing attraction because yeah. i think in the millennials getting married or finding a partner has boiled down to this one quality mm-hmm. are you really attractive yeah you know that is like the most important thing whereas i think like in my grandmother's age you know it's like certainly they wanted to be attracted to their partner they mm-hmm. wanted a partner who was a hard worker who had a sense of humor, who could raise children, who knew how to save money. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of qualities that said, this is what's gonna make a great partnership. Yeah. But today it's like, are you hot? Yeah. And are you the hottest one that I can qualify for?
2: Yeah, there's even like, people are putting numbers to it these days, right? And I think to think just, just how, like, how ridiculous is that? But I think one of the things I wonder about if we could start to look at attraction just a little bit differently. And okay. I think it's really difficult. And, you you know, tell me what you think about this, that when we open it up to the things that you just were talking about, right, mm-hmm. to other qualities, um, to put t- just as much effort into thinking about those, the qualities of the people mm-hmm. that we want, as well as what we're attracted to. Sure. We put a lot of emphasis on the just the visceral eye reaction. Mm-hmm. I think that's starting to become true for both men and women. And, and yeah, we... I think
1: women, too, are definitely raising the bar in terms of wanting somebody who's really attractive.
2: Yeah. And so yeah. beginning to open that up, that idea of what what attraction means to possibly also include some other qualities that are that are going to be important to us even when the physical looks might change or fade. Yeah.
1: I mean I think that what about a sense of humor? Yeah. I mean a funny a funny man is 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 really attractive. Yeah. And and I think that some of the things I notice is people with an erotic quality are attractive. Mm. You know, just the 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 deep sense of whether they are erotically alive, that permeates their physique. Yeah. You know, there there can be people out there really hot who are dead sexually and mm. to me, as a sex therapist, I can just kind of read that. You know, yeah. men and women. It's like, oh yeah, they're just they're not erotically alive and therefore I don't think that they're particularly attractive as people. Yeah. Whereas I think that, I mean, certainly in my life there have been men that I thought were very sexy who I wouldn't have picked out of a crowd. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have said, oh, you're handsome. Right. But they're sexy because of their sense of humor, you know, their kind of sexual energy, all that. And I I think that that's really powerful.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And those are the things that don't have to fade. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's where we can begin to see those qualities as valuable right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder about the kids that you were talking to, if they... Hopeless. Uh, hopeless, yeah. Totally hopeless. Right. What would be some of the things that they might begin to see as just as valuable as being physically attractive? Yeah,
1: you know, I think it's really hard to talk these kids into that. Mm. I mean, I am... I'm not sure that that's even possible.
2: Yeah, they may say that as really old-fashioned.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, gosh, sense of humor and ability to work hard and... Yeah. I'm not sure that that can be, that that value can be put on millennials. Maybe they Maybe. just have to discover it. I I think that anybody, when you live with them for a period of time, familiarity, right, yeah. is is unappealing. Yeah. I mean, we see people with greasy hair and throwing up and you know on the toilet and coming out of the shower no. and grungy and well, I think we've angry also- and.
2: I think most of us have also had the experience where there's somebody that we found attractive that once we got to know them and know weren't. their qualities and they, they suddenly lost attractiveness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I too, like, have seen really good-looking men. And I almost always think in my mind, oh, probably a narcissist. You know, it's like an <laughs>
2: instant, instant,
1: you know, instant turnoff. Like, well, was, your,
2: uh, that's your therapist radar coming out and spoiling <laughs> no, that for I, you, too. I think too. it's
1: true that sometimes good-looking people have sort of, Like, really good-looking people have, you know, just ridden with their looks. I had this friend whose cousin was a policeman, and he, like, always gave the pretty girls tickets because he said, you know, sometimes I think that they skated by on their good looks and they they just need a reality. Mm. And I think sometimes really good-looking people, you know, they, they get extra blessings and extra special treatment based on something that is superficial versus something that they might have earned. Right. You know, we all know that we want our children to look nice when we go to school because statistics show that teachers pay more attention to the good-looking children. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a craziness about that. So I think sometimes, you know, do they develop as much as people? You know, do they have those qualities? And I I think it's, you know, in terms of partner choice, uh, let alone who you're living with you know you got to look at a an array of qualities
2: yeah so what what happens i think that's you We're talking that part is talking about make a good selection sure. right when you when you're going to get into a partner relationship you know hopefully we encourage you know millennials Many you know anybody that's not in a long term relationship yet think about that think about you know qualities Sexy that are going to do is not necessarily sexual that's right
1: You know, I mean that's that's the other thing I think. You know, people who are wanting the best-looking partner, I think the fantasy is that if they look great, the sex Mm. is going to be great. And I I just think, you know, in the dark, it's like their sexual energy that matters. Yeah. Are they good lovers? Are they careful? Do Mm. they listen? Yeah. Are they attentive to the other's body? Yeah. You know, can they melt and mold? I mean, that to me is what would make a fantastic sexual partner, not just how they look.
2: Absolutely. So that's in the beginning of the relationship. What happens when... No,
1: no, No. all the way through. No, well, I mean, yes, yes. I mean, that to me is what keeps it hot, is is sex can be better.
2: I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying the clients that I get anyway, they've been in the relationship for 10, 12, 15 years. They've already made their choice. Yeah. Right. And they're coming saying
1: the attraction, attraction
2: attraction is going away right mm-hmm. so what do we what do we tell them what do we how do we give them hope that that can come back
1: well i think that it's a refocus right mm. i mean the reason we're so attracted in the beginning is really we screen out a lot of negatives yeah you know we we do see a flag here and there we do see qualities about our partner that we don't like but we don't focus on it you know love is blind it really well romance is blind yeah. You know, love has to be blind, too. You yeah. know, we have to decide, I'm going to focus on the most attractive parts of my partner. Mm. Okay, maybe they have a beer belly, Yeah. you know, but they're a kind person, and they're a good father, and they have beautiful eyes, and they kiss great, mm. you know, and they're great in bed, Yeah. and it's like, you know, so focus on that.
2: Yeah, that sounds a lot like, to me, like just gratitude, like of just finding things that you are grateful about, the, of your partner, that oftentimes might go overlooked or that you don't think about on a daily basis. I mean, I think part of the difficulty is is that we look at each other every day, we see each other every day, but we don't necessarily think about qualities every day because they're not always readily available. They're not right there on the surface. Yeah as much as as much as looks are. So when we narrow that focus to just looks, we narrow traction just to looks rather than being intentional about thinking through what am I thankful for about my about my partner? What am I grateful for? What qualities do they have that I really appreciate? And, and being grateful out loud, like you mm. said, with
1: appreciation. Yes, it builds a climate of mm. love and hope. And yeah. I, I mean, I think the honeymoon is over when people stop saying what they appreciate about each yeah. other. And I think in terms of a turn on for women, it is so easy. It's like just tell her the things that you do find physically attractive about her and do find mentally attractive. Mm. It's like, you know, there's got to be something about our partner that we find physically and mentally attractive. Yes. And saying that out loud, I mean, women are just suckers for that. Yeah. I mean, that is the billion-dollar industry of a romance novel. Mm. It's all about the The guy. Yeah, words. Telling her, appreciating out loud her beauty, both you know, inner and outer beauty
2: yeah absolutely yeah, and
1: I and I think men want that too yeah
2: I I do as well I think men want to know that their wives are still attracted to them oh, and absolutely. still find them attractive and um, I think
1: men want to know more than women could even imagine that they are sexually attractive yes they want to know like their parts you know yeah, they really desirable. want their parts to be appreciated guys. yeah
2: that's right you know <laughs> like
1: like that's the best thing you know you know that you yeah. think it's the best
2: thing yeah you know yeah and i think i mean that to me is again goes back to our million dollar topic that we talk about all the time or you're actually saying it out loud you're talking about it you're talking about what's attractive and i think attraction like talking about it in that way that that breeds further attraction right i think there's nothing as
1: sexy as somebody who thinks you're sexy
2: yeah that adds fuel to that attraction fire that can kind Mm of that can kind of build that way
1: Mm
2: -hmm. i think so too.
1: Well, you've been listening to Dr. Adam Matthews and sex therapist Lori Watson talk about attraction and how to keep it hot and how to keep yourself feeling that attraction in a committed coupleship. Thank you for listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.